Welcome everybody on a Monday live from the Oakland Center here at Oak University. Trash Talk with Tony Nebraska is underway with yours truly. Great to have you on the show this week. Whether you listen live at 88.3 FM, WFU, WFU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Welcome into the show this week. Joining me in the studio today, hello, Devon Dudley J. Horn. How you doing today? I'm great. You yeah. want you want to go you want to go ahead and plug some of your latest releases? Oh yeah 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 two of two. <laughs> See you on yeah. friends out now everywhere streaming everywhere. I mean everywhere even Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow yeah I seen that yesterday. Wow yeah. look at you go. Did you did you realize that people listen to trash talk in Singapore? Oh yeah. Oh. So shout out to those people. We should go there one day. Oh. You, Mike, you know where we're going to go one day. <laughs> Montreal! <laughs> you want to come to Montreal with us? Of course, I'm going anywhere. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Eli, you're kind of forced now. There's three of us and one of you. You're never going to Montreal, Eli. I'm never going to that place. I'm sorry. I don't speak enough French. <laughs> well, you think we do? You speak French, Jay? We. Oui. <laughs> He speaks a little French. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, though. Jay, how you doing today? How was your break? It was long. Was it? It felt long to me, <clears throat> man. Because nobody else has break, apparently. Yeah, Mike, when is Except Wayne's like break? Wayne. Uh, it's in two weeks. It starts on the 14th, so... They get an actual spring break. Even though our we kind of felt the spring weather a little bit. Yeah, we felt like the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I took a drive downtown for a couple straight days. Ooh, put the windows down. Ooh. Oh, it was good. Mike, it was so good. <laughs> oh, I it was. Jay, how was your betting this week? I saw that you tweeted a couple days ago in the parlay we trust, and then I didn't hear anything after that. Yeah, due to the uh, Pistons losing to the Kings and Harrison Barnes, you know, <clears throat> getting superpowers that game, I lost. They were the only team that messed up my parlay. At a 17 parlay. Yeah. So, I don't trust parlay anymore this week. I'm done until, like, Wednesday. Oh. You're done, done. Yeah. Well, I'm coming off a winning week. That's great, man. (laughs) We're going to keep on trucking along here. Yeah. Let's go to the Google Meet call. Let's start with Mike Billica. Mike, hello. How are you today? I'm great. Counting down. Two more weeks until... Get a little break and relax, oh, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. just pushing through. <laughs> yeah, well, he, Mike was mocking um, me and Eli yesterday because we were talking about how much work we have now. He's like, I hope you guys enjoyed that break. <laughs> and now, two weeks from now, Mike is just probably going to be soothing. He's just going to be laying back and enjoying himself. Well, oh, bummer. Yeah, while we're stuck in uh, stuck in this hole. <laughs> The home uh, stretch for you. It is the home stretch. We're graduating soon, Jay. I hope so. <laughs> Man. We gotta finish first. <laughs> we gotta finish first. Oh man, but yeah. The plan is to graduate soon. <laughs> Eli Bashi, how are you today? I I, I um, know how you're doing, but Yeah, uh I think this this speaks for itself, Tony, and um I got a big anatomy exam tomorrow. Kind of makes or breaks my entire college career, but it's fine. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I do what I need to do. I'll study all day today. 
I won't go outside. I won't see grass. I will not see the sunlight. I will lock myself in my house all day. <clears throat> Hopefully, that'll make the difference. His notes are insane, by the way. At least he takes notes. I don't. Oh, no. I don't. I took notes yesterday to study because uh, you want to show Jay the camera if yeah. you can? Yeah, Jay, look at that. Look at those notes. Look at all that. Is that different colored, like, pen, too? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I have to. Every single one of these boxes says a different thing. And Inhumane. I have to memorize all of it. Oh, no. <laughs> What'd you say, Mike? Inhumane. <laughs> it is inhumane for the people that cannot see it. That's a lot, Eli. So, we wish you the best going forward. We wish you well. Pray, pray for me, everybody out there. Pray for Eli. Yeah, pray for Eli. That's going to be the theme of today's show. Just kind of pray for him. Okay, boys. Good to have everyone in here on the show today. Um, later on the program, what did Mike just say? Oh boy, I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Later on the program, we are going to do a little Michigan and Michigan State basketball talk. Especially Michigan State, after the up and down week that they had. They were, they were doing so great. <laughs> yeah, they were. And then they just kind of, <laughs> something happened yesterday. Now I have no idea if they're actually going to make the tournament or not. Um, so that's later on the program. Uh, we will also spend some time talking about the NBA today. Um, I actually want to have a talk about PG. <laughs> uh, who? Oh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah, Your I boy. Saw, I saw that game yesterday. Your boy. <laughs> Eli, do you want to explain your background in the Google Me call? No. Uh... I think it explains itself. It's well, just, no, they can't see it listening at home. It's one of the greatest undersized big men of all time, Jason Maxiel. One of my favorite players of all time. I actually have his jersey hanging up on my wall right over there. And that's not just any Jason Maxiel picture. No, no, this is uh, Jason Maxiel in the big three. One of the greatest big three players of all time. Shout out Ice Cube, Big Three. <laughs> big Three, they were going to have the final in Detroit, but obviously COVID stopped that. But it's shout out to them. That's a shame. This could, I would have gone. I would have won too. I would have went. I for sure would have went. Yeah, that's a must. Didn't you see Seiku at the Big Three? Yes. When he first got drafted, I yelled at him at the top of my lungs many times. And he laughed. He enjoyed it. Yeah, he's not having fun anymore, though. He needs me at a game to yell at him again. Oh, boy. Well, I, we can maybe talk about Seiko later if you really, really want to. <laughs> but we are going to start today's show, though, with some Pistons talk. Because dare I say, boys, that the Pistons have a little point guard conundrum. Eli, how do you feel about that word choice? Conundrum. conundrum. It's a debacle, if you will. Oh, oh I wasn't going to say debacle. I was just going to say a little situation. They have a little situation at the point guard spot. Um, you know, obviously, Killian Hayes and DeLon Wright are still recovering from their injuries, which Killian, by the way, did you see what he posted on his IG story last night? With him in the gym? Yeah, with the little hourglass emojis. He's getting close. He lost his job. Oh no! Well, we'll talk about that. That's the that's the that's the point. That's the point. 
but he's getting close to returning, though. He's getting very, very close. It looks like he's been hitting the gym a lot, too. It looks a little a little bigger, you feel? Yeah. Oh, yep, Jay's fucking now. There we go. I think he just had a pump, you know? Oh. Okay, Mike. <laughs> hey, man, all I'm saying, we need Kelly Oubre on the team, and then things will really get going. We got Killian and Kelly Oubre on the same team, and it will go undefeated. In practice. I, 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 I got nothing to say. I, I just, I, I don't have anything to say about that. Um, so Killian and Delon Ray are still recovering from their injuries. Mike is still, oh, Mike is still talking in the chat. You understand? I can't say that on the air. <laughs> like the FCC, yes. the FCC won't let me be. They will come after me. Okay, <laughs> they, they, they will come after me if I read what you're putting in the chat. My goodness. But uh, back on track here. Killian's getting close. However, he and DeLon Rice still recovering from their injuries. Because they've been hurt, that has allowed... I'm not reading that. That has allowed both Dennis Smith Jr. and Saban Lee to get more playing time. Okay? They have both really taken advantage of those minutes. First of all, DSJ starting now. He's averaging 7.8 points per game while getting... 2.4 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.2 steals, and about a block. And that's in 10 games overall and 5 games started. So Saban Lee, or um, excuse me, Dennis Smith Jr. has been playing well. Well, Saban Lee has also looked pretty good. Uh, Saban Lee this year in 13 games, as he has gotten more minutes, he is now averaging 6.2 points per game, 1.2 total rebounds, 1.9 assists, along with... Uh, shooting 68% from downtown because he's apparently an elite three-point shooter now, uh, 54% from the field, along with a steal and .2 blocks. Saban Lee and Desmond Jr. have been playing very well in their extended minutes. And when you think about how Killian's coming, is getting closer to coming back, and you got to think about DeLon Wright is still, he's still out there too. Yeah, I know everyone forgot about him, but he's still he's still out there as well, recovering from his injury. Seeing DSJ and Saban Lee play well, it really makes you think when both Killian and Delon Wright come back, what's what's going to happen in the point guard position? Not only that, but there was a report that came out over the weekend from a a New York guy. I'm forgetting his name. I apologize, but he mentioned how the Pistons have interest in Spencer Didwitty. A reunion with him. Now, he is recovering from a partially torn ACL, I believe. But Spencer Didwitty can also play point guard. You have to think about that. You also have to consider the draft. Now, the lottery is probably going to screw us. We know that. However, let's just let's get cute here and say that the Pistons actually get that first overall pick. It's going to be Cade Cunningham for sure. Like, it has to be. I'm a I'm a big time Killian fan, but even me, if you get that first overall pick, you here. take Cade and figure it out. Okay, Cade dropped forty on Saturday. In Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's right? OT win against Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, Cade's nice. Cade is really really nice. So again, to recap here, Killian is hurt. Delon Wright is hurt. That has allowed minutes for DSJ and Saban Lee, who have both been playing very well, while. There's apparently interest in uh, Spencer Didwitty, and we also don't know what's going to happen in the draft. 
there is a conundrum here, a situation at point guard for the Pistons. So I want to start with Eli, who, okay. Or, Why don't you explain this one, Tony? Yeah, I'm, I'm not explaining that one. That, that's your the goat. That's my goat right there. Yeah. Do you understand how hard it was for me to go through that Pistons segment while reading the chat? I, I nearly had to pause. Nearly had to pause and start over. Well, you're, you made it. Yeah, barely. Thank you for your dirty minds in the chat. Um, but, Eli, I want to start with you, though, talk about this Pistons problem at the point guard position. First of all, talk to me about DSJ and Saban Lee. Talk about what you have seen from them and what has impressed you the most with those two. And then just answer my question about this whole situation at the point guard position. Killian's hurt, but he's coming back. DeLon Wright is hurt, but he's coming back. Interest in Didwitty. You got to consider the draft as well. What do the Pistons do at point guard? Uh, yeah, I like I like Saban Lee and DSJ a lot. I don't think they're ever going to be anything more than good backups, to be honest. Um, you know, Pistons fans, they had one good game, and Pistons fans want to paint them as the point guard of the future, along with Pistons other fans? people. Oh, there you go. Along with uh, other, yeah, yeah No, 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 no name whatnot. drops, no name drops. No, 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 other analysts and whatnot. <gasps> they want to just always, and uh, even DeLon Wright I've seen talk from certain fans and analysts about whether he is the point guard of the future and I definitely think DeLon's getting traded he has a very tradable contract he's having the best year of his career probably because he's on a bad team um I don't really believe the uh the Spencer Dinwiddie talk because it's just a it's just a report yeah it really doesn't make sense I don't think for either side um I mean to match the salary that we'd have to give up either like Plumley or Delon, and I don't see why they would want to do like a Delon Dinwiddie trade. I could see why they would want Plumley because they really don't have that many service. I mean, Bruce Brown is their starting center. I'm pretty sure that's just not going to work. Wait, in the wait, Bruce? Bruce Brown. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure he is starting at center for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh. They. So they probably want to get that figured out, and they're playing well enough to where even when Dinwiddie comes back, do they really need him? So, but I again, like, unless unless the Pistons don't see Killian as part of their future, which would just be... Oh, they still do. It, it would make no sense. Yeah, I don't see why you trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, he could play the two, but... I don't know. Yeah. And Spencer, Spencer also not have a fun time in Detroit, and he has multiple times said like he's not interested in coming back. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go look that way. Um, I think DSJ and Saban Lee are gonna battle for the backup uh, point guard minutes for the rest of this year, and and if Saban Lee's contract doesn't get converted to a real contract, then he'll be the backup some games. DSJ will be the backup some games. Uh, either of them is probably going to start when Killian comes back, I would think. I would think Dwayne wouldn't just throw Killian right into the fire coming off that injury. Yeah, I wouldn't would, like that. I would definitely bring him off the bench and maybe even play him alongside one of those two guys. And then as for DeLon, you just, I think you just got to trade him. He's, he's the odd man out to me. I think you'd take whatever you can get for him. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the plan before DeLon Wright got hurt. We were seeing rumors that the Sixers were interested in him, and then he got hurt, and 
that those rumors obviously stopped after that, but it, it's it's interesting to think about that point guard position. That's why I wanted to start today's show with it, because, again, Killian is obviously getting close to coming back. He posted on his IG story last night, the, he's in the gym with the hourglass emojis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still really high on Killian, man. I, I still really think he's going to be a solid player for this team. I know it's a short sample size, only like six or seven games, but... In those six or seven games to start the season, he was showing us flashes defensively and flashes from a playmaking standpoint. The only issue throughout the first six or seven games of his career was actually scoring, which I've been saying since we drafted him. Even since before we drafted him, I was saying with Killian, it's going to take him a minute to develop that scoring ability, but people want to call him a bust because, you know, uh, I'll just leave that there. But, yeah, I'm still really high on Killian. So, thinking about how he's going to come back soon and what's going to happen with DSJ, Saban Lee, and DeLon Wright, um, I do think it's interesting to talk about. And plus, with the reports about Spencer Didwitty, though I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, it's still another interesting talking point because, again, he can play the one or the two. You know, people have said to me, well, we can just play him at the two. That is true, but if you add him hypothetically to here, that's just... That's another guard that's going to need minutes when he eventually gets healthy. And then with the draft, well, we'll, we'll see with the draft. I'm sure the draft lottery is going to screw us in some way, but it's fun to think about right now what would happen if we added a Cade Cunningham to this team. Um, I want to go to Mike now, and then we'll finish off with, we'll finish off with Jay. Uh, Mike, just same question to you that I asked Eli. Just give me your thoughts on what you have seen for both DSJ and Saban Lee as they've gotten more minutes over the past few nights. And also talk to me about this whole point guard situation. I mean, what would you do when Killing Hayes and maybe DeLon Wright come back too? Well, I think uh, DSJ and Saban Lee have, you know, made pretty good with those minutes that they've gotten. I mean, DSJ was struggling, you know, pretty badly earlier <clears throat> in the season, but he eventually was getting it together and then Saban Lee you know he did he was doing a lot of things that kind of surprised me um obviously I like seeing it but yeah I mean Eli pretty much nailed it I think you have him fight over the backup spot but obviously when Killian comes back you can't have Killian start right away I don't think yeah. that's a good idea you have him be a backup but <clears throat> if you can play DSJ at the two with Saban Lee I don't see why we shouldn't do it, but you have them first fight over the backup point guard spot, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, you did bring up an interesting point about DSJ. He was struggling at first, and there were some people who were already out on DSJ because of those struggles, but now that he has gotten more comfortable with this team and his role on this team, he's, he's started to flourish a little bit. You know, last night might be kind of a, an outlier because it was a bad game overall for the Pistons, but in the previous three games, I'm pretty sure DSJ had over 10-plus points. He had that monster dunk on Friday, too, which had everyone tweeting about it. The NBA, BR, uh, House of Highlights tweet about him, Mike. Did you see that? That's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, House of Highlights is tweeting about it. Um, yeah, I, I like the point that you brought up about about DSJ, how he did struggle at first, but now he's getting it figured out. So, 
And as for Saban Lee, I mean, listen, I've talked about this with Saban Lee before multiple times. The thing with him is that every time that he played before this stretch in the few minutes that he would get um, once every other night, he would always do something that's like, dang, okay, that was nice by Saban Lee. It was mostly because of his quickness and how fast he is. But now that he's gotten more minutes, he's showing us so much more along with how fast he can actually be. You know, he's showing us his athletic ability, trying to posterize people. He's showing us apparently how elite he is from downtown. <laughs> when we drafted Saban Lee, I wasn't like, yeah, we just got an elite three-point shooter. But now, has he, Eli, has he missed a three-point shot yet? Yeah, uh, his first three uh, of his career, he flanked it off the side of the backboard, and then he's made four straight ever since that. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, Saban Lee, it started with him playing only a few minutes, and it's like, okay, he's got some nice abilities, but now that he's playing more, it's been really impressive. So that's it's, uh, it's definitely good to see another rookie for this team playing well. Now let's go to Jay. Uh, same question to you that I asked the other two gentlemen. Um, your thoughts on GSJ and Saban Lee, what you have seen from them, and your thoughts on this whole point guard situation. It seems like you're kind of out on Killian. Is that true? I, you know who I wanted in the draft anyway, the guy that you played last night, but we're not going to get into that. Anyway, no, no I, 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 I still did not want Obi. No, I didn't. He wasn't gonna fit here, but I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be. I think he lost his spot, cause that like Dwayne Casey made like a tweet or not a tweet, but like he said a quote. Yeah, yeah, a quote. We're trying to look at you know DSJ for the future, and I'm like, so where does Killian go? They can't run the backcourt together. Yeah. So I hope not. I like Killian. We didn't really get to see him, you know, play for real. You know, Saban Lee's nice. I like him a lot. He can jump out of a gym. Yeah, I like saving me. Can I, can I throw something in here? When of we course. saw When we saw Killian, we saw him with Blake. the black hole that was Blake Griffin this year <laughs> at all times. Killian and Blake were on the court at the same time at all times, except for, like, one little stretch where Killian was on the floor with Seku, and they both played their best of the year together. And, it, oh, my God, I was just begging. I was begging to either bring Killian off the bench or for, of course, Blake to ask out. And, of course, Blake asks out when Killian's hurt. So we don't actually know what Killian would play like if he actually got to run the point and it wasn't just give the ball to Blake at all costs and then get two turnovers in a row because you're trying to give the ball to Blake. Blake is still on this team, by the way. I don't even care about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. I thought about it during our, our winter break this past week. I was like, Blake is still on this team. Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> he's, I don't, just, I don't know. he's chilling somewhere, but hey, Blake. I like our team, though. Blake, man. God bless. I like no, I mean, I, I don't want to segue into Blake, but yeah. This I like te- our team. They're fun mm-hmm. to watch. This team has played so much better without Blake since he asked out. Absolutely. I just hope we keep him. What? I hope we don't trade anybody. You know how the Pistons oh, are. Oh, I thought you meant Blake. I'm like, Oh, well. no, no. You know how we get, we get everybody. I like uh, Isaiah Stewart. <sighs> you know how the Pistons are players, man. I mean, if DeLon comes back and looks fine, I think you should put him out on the trade market. Oh, yeah, his, his value is pretty good, apparently, you know, this yeah. year. Wayne Ellington should be somebody that could maybe get you a second. 
because of his three-point shooting. He had a good game last night. He was 4-6 from downtown last night after being ice cold for, throughout the previous few weeks. People always bring up Mason Plumley's name. I don't know if anyone would trade for Mason Plumley. Eli, would anyone trade for Mason Plumley? I think Brooklyn would. If we to actually want Dinwiddie, I think they'd give us Dinwiddie for Plumley. Would you do that? Me? Yeah. I would. Three year Plumley's on a three year deal. I don't it's not that team friendly to me. I think uh well I mean the third year is when you'd want to be good. And I guess Plumley would be an okay backup. Isaiah Stewart would definitely take over by that point. Oh yes. But uh I don't know. Plumley's just he's an odd fit. I think Brooklyn would definitely take him. For the money he's on, he's just a good he would be kinda like uh Brooke Lopez for them on a cheap deal, but like a serviceable starting center. I would get Plumley before Andre if I was Brooklyn. I would yeah. too. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, I know. I wanted to ask though, who would be our backup point guard if we traded Plumley? You mean center? Center. I don't know why I said point guard. Oh. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Jeez. Well, he's not wrong. It probably Whatever. would be Seku. I mean, Jaleel Okafor. He he's hurt. I haven't seen him in a week. He's hurt. <laughs> he got hurt. And he had surgery. He's out. Out. Yeah, he's not coming back for a while. That's good night. We probably we probably like dropped Frank Jackson and signed some G League center. Oh, bring the way Denman out. Oh We're no. Him. Okay, let's settle down here. Let's <laughs> let's settle down. But no, Jay. Going back to uh, your point about you know um, the the point guard situation. I mean, again, as I mentioned already, I still do like Killian Hayes. Um, I I just think it's going to be pretty fascinating to see what does happen when he comes back with the way DSJ and Saban Lee have both played. Because DSJ's been balling, bro. He's, he's looked really good, and so has Saban Lee. That's my overall question here. Like, what do you do when Killian comes back? Because Killian needs to get minutes. The biggest thing with his injury is that it is obviously taking away minutes. He needs those minutes to develop. He's not going to get better not playing. So, what do you do? You know? What would you do, Jay? You're the coach of this team. Killian comes back. DSJ and Saban Lee are hooping. What, what do you do? Gotta earn it in practice. Mm. I'm serious. Like, what do you do? Like, DSJ's, like, he's been hooping. Saban Lee can hoop, apparently. So, maybe I'll trade, you know, DeMar Wright, probably. If not, we'll just have three backup or three guards. Somebody, somebody take a back seat. But I would probably start. I would probably put Killian back, just to give him some experience. Maybe I think Killian eventually has to get back a starting point guard yeah. spot if he if he plays well enough. I I do agree with Mike and Eli that you can't start him right away coming off the injury. But eventually, no, no eventually, I think you do need to start him again if he's playing well. If he's not playing well, then I guess keep him on the bench. But if he's playing well, he does need to eventually start again because he was the number seven overall pick. I don't know, man. I, I, again, I do think it's pretty. I think it's interesting to think about. And I also, I honestly, I honestly think starting him right away is kind of why people are throwing it out there that he's a bust because not even Lamelo Ball started right away. Like he got brought off the bench. Yeah. And I, when we first drafted Killian, I wanted him to start because our backup was Derrick Rose, and I just don't think Derrick Rose should start and. 2021 Tom Thibodeau 
Um, hey, he started last night. <laughs> yeah, for his own for his own good. I'm not saying he's not good enough to start. I'm, I mean, just for the good of his health, I don't think he should start. But once you saw Killian was struggling, I think I don't think it would have killed his confidence for you to say, you know what, we're gonna bring you off the bench, try to bring you slower, bring you along slower. You don't play well alongside Blake. You know, the bench unit plays at a Killian needs to play at a fast pace. And the starters just don't. Like, that's just not what they do. He needs to play in transition with guys like Josh Jackson and Sekou. He needs to run. Those guys need to run. That, that's that's the identity they have to build off the bench, and I think that would be perfect. I think Killian would fit in that perfectly. Killian needs to have the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker before a scorer. Though he needs to obviously develop that scoring ability – he needs to have the ball in his hands. And the point that Eli brought up about playing with Blake Griffin in the starting lineup to start the season, that definitely did not help Killian Hayes' development because we, we were seeing a little Sekou in Killian where Killian would just go in the corner and try to chuck up a late three, <laughs> you know, as Mike rubs his eyes. I mean, that that's not Killian's game. That's not Sekou's game either, but we, we don't need to talk about Sekou. Um, so when Killian comes back... I don't, I don't think you should play him with DSJ. I mean, if you want to keep starting DSJ and then bring Killian and Saban Lee off the bench, I think that would work. Because, I mean, Saban Lee does need the ball in his hands a little bit too. We're seeing when Saban Lee has the ball in his hands, he can do something freaky, whether he tries to posterize somebody or he just makes a, a really quick and fast play in general. But I don't know, man. It'll be fascinating. And we're going to find out quickly, too, because Killian is obviously getting closer to Speaking coming back. Speaking of quickly, did you, did you guys see Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly. quickly hit, like, those threes, like, back-to-back last night? He's nice. Those were, like, clean. I like him. He's, he's nice. Good defense on him, too. Yeah, and he, were, like, he was just knocking him down. He's a rookie, right? Yeah. Not rookie of the year, though. Oh, we know who that is. That's definitely LaMelo. Easy. Anthony yeah. Edwards might is number two for sure, though. Uh, I think so. Yeah. He's number two, but number two, but yeah, it's Melo. No, Lamelo. I know a lot of people don't watch Hornets basketball. Oh, I don't blame you. I love the announcers, man. <laughs> Scary Terry. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, shout out to Lamelo. I knew he was going to be a stud. I knew it. People were like, "Oh, I don't want to drop the ball, brother." Mm. Man, he's the best one of the group. Oh yeah, it's not even close at all. Even though Lonzo's playing well, apparently he's a three-point shooter now. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Have you seen the Pelicans? Dude, Lonzo can actually shoot. It's not just some runny joke. Like, he can actually nail that thing from downtown. I don't know how it goes in with his shot, but it he made the right adjustments, I guess. And meanwhile, where's Jello at? I don't know, man. This is way. I don't know where Jello is, man. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, God bless. <laughs> okay, that's enough pissing sock for today. Um, I was going to maybe ask the guys their thoughts on Seku, but uh, you guys want to keep it quick, like five, ten seconds each? Eli, how are you feeling about Seku right now? <laughs> I, I don't think he's playing that bad. I mean, he just he still gets lost on defense, but, I mean, he's 20, and he, he, he started playing basketball five years ago. You know how weird that is for a guy to make the NBA, and he started playing basketball when he was in middle school? That's weird. And like, he's, that's not he's 20. He's 20. Like, it's not normal for a guy to only be playing basketball for five years. 
to when he got drafted, and he was the youngest player in the draft last year. I, the way I look at it, I mean, he's played 65 games in his career. Like, he, he's still a rookie to me. 65? 65 in his whole career he's played. Well, now it's like 67 or 66, I add. But he hasn't played a full 82. Yeah. So he's he's still he's still a baby, man. Like, he's a, you can see the athleticism. I mean, if a guy has athleticism and, like, a span and stuff the way he does – He's going to end up being a serviceable NBA player. He might not be a star, but he's going to be in a rotation somewhere for his career. Like, that's just how it is. If you're athletic and you're willing to play defense, which I think he is, I just think he needs better coaching, um, I think I think he'll be fine. Mike. And who better, to, who better to learn from than Jeremy Grant? I mean, they're a pretty similar build. They came into the league and... You know, they didn't really – Jeremy Grant was on the process 76, 76ers. Like, he wasn't doing anything. And now look at him. It takes time. These guys take time to develop. It doesn't happen overnight. It took Jeremy Grant. I mean, what? he's in like his seventh year or something. It takes time. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why I always say with Killian, too. Uh, Mike, anything you want to add there before we have the Pistons talk? Uh, I think we didn't have Seku take it to the basket more because he showed me some good things yesterday. He he struggled finishing, but that's just because of a lack of playing time. You can't really improve that much if you're not playing real in-game experience. So, I mean, that's that's what he needs to do. That's what we need to let him do. He's not a spot-up shooter. It's pretty obvious at this point. Well, keeps on going to the corner and <laughs> chucking up shots. Uh, how many minutes did he play last night? Eleven. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Here I thought Seiko's going to get more minutes without Blake. <laughs> He's getting less, it seems like. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, that's enough business talk for today. Let's keep on the NBA talk, though. I want to talk about Paul George and the Clippers. <laughs> Jay, you've only been on our show for a couple of weeks. The people listening at home don't fully know your stance on Paul George. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's appropriate for us to spend a little segment letting them know how you feel about Paul George before we get into the playoffs. It, it, sooner rather than later, we got to talk about Paul George. So after he went 2 for 10 from downtown last night and the Clippers lost to the Bucks, <laughs> just go ahead and explain to me your thoughts on Paul George and Paul George. that game last Paul night. Paul George. He's the worst playoff performer I've seen ever. And that's a reach, but I'm being biased right now because I don't I mean, no, Paul George is like the worst, man. He's great. You know, the first 82 games of the year. This year I heard he had his uh, trainer from when he had that MVP season. I couldn't tell yesterday. You know, I don't like Paul George in the, in the playoffs, man. He let me down last year in Oklahoma. Jay, Jay, had an MVP season? wasn't aware of that. Yeah, apparently he had it. Oh, when he uh, got hurt in that last OKC season, when he was averaging like 20, whatever it was, 20-something. Oh, again. he was top five in the Yeah, that was a, yeah, he was, you know, he was happy about you that, know, apparently. You know, Chauncey Billups one time was also top five in MVP voting, so I can say Chauncey Billups had an MVP year. Is that the logic we're using here? I think so, because he was saying that he had his trainer back and was, you know, ready, you know, Know, go crazy this season, but I couldn't tell yesterday. Oh. When he shot two, was it two for ten? Yeah, and barely downtown. hit rim. He was barely hitting rim yesterday. 
You know? Where did your hatred for Paul George come from? When he joined Oklahoma. And who? When he joined the Thunder. And who? Say his name. No. <laughs> no. Say his name. Touchdown, Nino. Woo! Call me oh, Russ. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, he ruined my team. Your he team, the Thunder. Won. That was my team. Kevin Durant left. I'm like, okay, we have Paul George. Yippee. First year, Joe Ingles, you know, turned into Dirk and just, you know, drops him off. And then what happened the second year? Wasn't was, it? Was, oh, was that when... Was that Dame time? Yeah, when he said that was a bad shot. Like, he shoots like that every day now. Then he goes to... What team is it? The Clippers? And then gets dropped off by... Who was it? Gary Harris and company? And Jamal Murray? Hey, Gary Harris. Michigan State Spartans. Paul Millsap? They blew a 3-1 lead. Like, come on. You were shooting at the side of the backboard. I, I, oh, boy. Pandemic P was trending yesterday. Great. He's the worst, man. <laughs> oh, and he has braids now. Like, that's going to help. He's gotten worse. Just cut it all off. Jay is obviously a big Paul George fan. And, you know, again, he's only been on the show for a few weeks. Uh, he he needed to tell the audience at home his thoughts on Paul George and where the hatred started from. Started with Russell Westbrook and the Thunder because how Jay is with Brady, that's kind of how he is with Russ, right? That's accurate. Yeah, that's you accurate. you follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, I that was my guy. That's still my guy. He's just in a Washington. That was kind of hard to watch. But. <laughs> I mean, they're, hey, playing, they're winning game. Yeah, they're playing well. I mean, the way the East like, looks, uh, they might be able to make it. They're in the, the, what's the thing called? The playing contention. Well, what Jay just said is actually a perfect segue into our next NBA topic. Um, I did want to talk about the Knicks quickly, too. Because the Knicks are a game above five hundred right now. Number four. And fourth in the East. Now, we did see firsthand last night that the Knicks, they can play defense. And... They've also got some nice players on that team. Julius Randle's an all-star. Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Blair, uh, Barrett's playing well. Uh, D. Rose looked fine last night. Like they, they do have some players, and they do play defense. But I'll start with I'll start with you, Jay. I mean, are the Knicks actually good, or is the East just terrible? The East is terrible this season, man. I saw a tweet last night saying that the eight, the four through eight seeds wouldn't even make the. Uh, they wouldn't be in the West. Yeah, in the West. Yeah. That's terrible. I think Boston's like 15 and 16 or 17 and 18, right? Live radio and podcasting. Well, maybe they're 500 now because they beat Washington last night, maybe. Well, that's Major League Baseball. Hold on. Live podcasting, I know. Standings, Eastern Conference. So, uh, Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, those are the top three. Knicks, four. The Heat are fifth at 17-17. Celtics are sixth at 17-17. Raptors 17-17 at 7, and then Hornets at 8 at 16-17, with the Pacers and the Bulls sitting 9-10. I'm disappointed in the Hawks. I I am too. I really have them like top 5, top 6. I, I, I didn't want Lloyd Pierce to get fired before the season, but now, I don't know. I'm really just, they, I'm under- Atlanta might need a coaching change if they really want to go places. They should hire Dwayne. Oh boy. Is that sarcasm or are you being serious? Just take him. They should do a trade. They should trade for Dwayne. Remember how the Clippers traded for Doc Rivers from the Celtics that one time? What would we the get for Hawks? Dwayne Casey? Uh, we could get, uh, I don't know, a Kevin Herter for Dwayne. 
straight up. Maybe like uh, uh, John Collins for Dwayne in the uh, second. I don't like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all of that, but no, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in Atlanta, too. But the Knicks, again, they're playing well, and they play defense, but I don't know. I think the East is just terrible. <laughs> Did you hear Tibbs screaming on the sideline last night? I think we all did. I don't like Screaming it. out all the instructions to his whole team. No wonder they're the best defensive team in the league. They got Tibbs over there screaming, Ice, ice, switch, switch. Like, dang, man. Let them know how to play. They know how to play basketball. Like, you don't have to scream everything for them. Eli, your thoughts on the Knicks. Are they actually good or is the East just terrible? <laughs> Uh, well, it's, it's a mixture of both. I think their defense is going to be very good for them this year. I do think they're definitely a playoff team. Oh, yeah. Just because, Cause he's uh, you know, yeah. Julius Randle is playing like, I said he yesterday, he was playing like a lefty 2018-19 Blake Griffin. Like, that's literally his player comp to me. And he's shooting even better from three than Blake did. Um, you know, they have uh, RJ... Wade, uh, Wade Barrett, I mean R.J. Barrett, um, in his in his second year, he averaged he averaged fourteen last year. <laughs> he's up to he's up to sixteen now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, R.J. is pretty good, I think. Wade, he's not, yeah, yeah, Wade, yeah, Wade Barrett, R.J. Barrett, leader of the Nexus. He made a noticeable improvement. I think his efficiency is better. Uh, he's he's coming along nicely. Uh, Emmanuel quickly. I don't think people expect it to be this good right away. No. It's not Mick Robinson. I don't think he played yesterday. I don't know if he's no, hurt. No, he's hurt. He's out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Nerlens Noel played like defensive player oh of the year my, yesterday. He missed I don't know what that's about. The, rim. the Pistons were at the rim a lot last <laughs> night. <Nerlens> Noel was <laughs> like rim protecting like crazy yesterday. The Pistons are hell-bent to posterize somebody this year. Do you notice that? Saban Lee, Sadiq, Jeremy, Sekou, they're all trying to posterize people, man. Sadiq doesn't even have hops like that, and he's trying to posterize people. Like, dang, man. Um, I want to see Isaiah posterize someone, but I don't think Beef I don't think still. he has the hops for that either. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if he does have what it takes to do that. But it's all right, cause he's still he's still a beast. Shout out to Isaiah Stewart. Are we fine with the beef stew nickname? By the way, I know that was a topic on Pistons Twitter for a little bit. I don't know. Dwayne said he likes it, cause he's a big piece of beef. <laughs> I I just don't know what I can do with this show anymore. <laughs> I just I don't. That's know. your coach, man. That's your coach. You had to say that quote on air. <laughs> he said it. I know he did. Oh goodness, <laughs> I, I can't concentrate now after that. After after you like just said that Dwayne Casey quote. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike, are the Knicks actually good or is the East just terrible? Please tell uh, me. I mean, the East is pretty bad this year, but even if they were the East, I think the Knicks could still make the playoffs. There's still going to be a playoff team. I... Yeah, I mean that defense was really really good. Last um, night. Well, I didn't even realize how good of a defensive team they were. I mean... Yeah, they didn't either. That kind of surprised me. Shades of little old-school basketball. I mean, yesterday was Tayshaun Prince's birthday. Shout out to 
the palace prince. Um, and I posted a, the video clip of his uh, chase down block on Reggie Miller for his birthday. And a lot of people were like, man, look at that score. You just don't see that today anymore. And how ironic is it that the same night we play the Knicks and at halftime the Pistons had 37 points. That was, uh, that was normal back in the 90s in 2004. <laughs> but today, I, I did my recap yesterday. I'm like, 37 points is not good. <laughs> at all. Not, not, not good at all. But, eh, whatever. By the way, Lakers, they're playing well again. Do you write them off, Jay? I told you, Anthony Davis isn't coming back. They're screwed. Oh, are they? Yes. They're playing well. They're screwed. Yeah. He doesn't play. You know. You know they're gonna lose. I think the actual key to that team is Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder was out oh, for health. No. Dennis Schroeder was out for health and safety Come protocols. On, and he's back, and the Lakers are now finding their rhythm. They just was it two games they won or one game? It's it's two or three. Let me see. Dennis Schroeder. I mean, LeBron, this is LeBron when Dennis Schroeder doesn't score ten points in a game. Uh, let's see here. Schedule, two game winning streak. Schroeder, Schroeder dropped twenty two against Portland, and last night. Schroeder had 12 in six assists and three boards. Put some respect on Jenna Schroeder's name. Yeah. Glorified Reggie Jackson? Oh. Just saying. <laughs> We're done here. Let's close out the show with some college basketball talk. Um, Michigan, they're, they're still really freaking good. Um, There's talk now that maybe they should be ranked above Gonzaga. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they're definitely number two after Baylor lost, but... I mean, Jay, what's your thoughts on that? Gonzaga or Michigan right now? I don't know. Like, well, people know I never bet on Gonzaga. I haven't. No, trusted. no, you I don't can't. trust Gonzaga yeah. for anything. But I'm a Michigan guy, but I'm not sold yet. I'm Michigan. I'm like I am, but I'm not because like I don't know how that team is gonna play like in the tourney. I like. Yeah, I'm not sold on them either. Like I'm I love them. I love them, but like you know, it's just they're well. Hunter Dickinson is like a freshman, right? Yeah. You got Shawnee Brown and Livers and Brooks and stuff like that, and uh, Franz Wagner. I like him a lot, but I don't know, man. Why'd you put air quotes around his name? Franz Wagner. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not sold yet, and I hate to say that, but I just feel like I don't know. They're a number one seed for sure, but oh yeah, I I'm. My like, I say like elite eight maybe. The final four is the is the uh, peak. I I I still have Michigan as a final four team right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know if they win it though, but they're they're gonna go. It's such an unpredictable year in college basketball that I'm expecting some random two or three random teams to make it in along with Michigan probably. And the thing with Gonzaga, you can never trust them in the tournament at all. So their team's nice this year. It is, and the argument with Gonzaga and why every Michigan fan is saying we should be number one and not them, their argument is that Gonzaga hasn't played anybody. They haven't. However, earlier in the season, they did beat Kansas, they did beat West Virginia, and they did beat Iowa along with Virginia too. They have played people, and they have beaten them. But since December, yeah, they're playing Pacific, uh, Pepperdine, LMU, um, Santa Clara, like yeah. <laughs> Who did Michigan lose that one game to? Oh, 
It was on the road. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Live radio. I know they went to they went to overtime with the OU Golden Grizzlies. Oh, that. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Their one loss. Their one loss was at Minnesota. Are they good this year? They're, they're not exactly great, but I I still think Michigan. They probably good. they probably got caught lacking, which is what I think is going to happen in the tournament. I agree. I think they're going to be too high on themselves and they're going to get caught lacking. I agree with Eli, bro. <laughs> Look at the non-Michigan fan out here trying to defend them. I still think they're hey, man, I just know how it happens. I just know how it happens, man. It's always how it happens. I don't know. I, I still think they're... I don't want it to happen, but it's just like... It just seems too good to be true. What's too good to be true? The fact that they actually make a deep run? Like, Michigan's made deep runs in the past couple of years, a few years or so, but it's just like this year, nobody's seen this coming. You can... Like, I, I kid you not... Like you, you have a real chance to win the whole thing this year. Yeah, I didn't see this. Like, when they got Shondi Brown to transfer and stuff like that, and Dickinson came in, I didn't know he was going to be that sweet. He was making Luca Garza like a 10-year-old. Good. Like a kid. I do not like Clark. Me either. Tony likes Luca Garza. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. Get out of here. I'll mute you. If Michigan wins, though, it'll be like the craziest thing because I didn't think they were going to win this year. The tournament? Yeah, I didn't. Well... Yeah, I if you would have <laughs> you would told me when the season started there's gonna be a Michigan team that we think can win the whole thing. I mean, no bias I would have said Michigan State. But speaking of Michigan State though <laughs> What a what a roller coaster week they had. I came into the week saying no where they're making the tournament. In fact I think I said trash talk last week they are not making the tournament. And then back to back top five wins against Illinois and Ohio State which were two very good wins, by the way. And then yesterday, they go on the road against Maryland, and they get smacked. <laughs> and <laughs> and now I'm sitting here like, I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know if Michigan State makes a tournament or not. That that Maryland loss could really hurt them. Um, even with two back-to-back top five wins. I just, I really don't know. I don't. Um, I think it depends how they look against Michigan. If they get their doors blown off in back-to-back games, I think that's going to streaks probably. But if they look competitive in both games, or they look competitive at least in one of the games, one of two, because I think they play back-to-back, um, I think then maybe Michigan State has an argument to be like one of the first four in. But And if they get a win or two against Michigan, then that's obviously set in stone they're making the tournament. But... Sitting here today after that Maryland game, I just don't know. What about you, Jay? I know you're, I know you're cool with the some of the players there. Yeah, I am, man. Uh, what about Aaron Henry? You guys, boys? Uh, no, I don't know him personally, oh. bro. Who, uh, who, who do you know on that team? Uh, Rocket. Uh, what is Mike doing? <laughs> Rocket Foster. Get uh, away Tom, from the Thomas, camera, Thomas. Kiffier, he's liked a few of my tweets before. <laughs> yeah, man, he's close to Hooping Clarkson, our senior, well, I, my senior, no, his senior year. Um, he's at Dakota. Uh, Gabe Brown. I think that's the money I can think of on top of my head. I know the other ones, but like not like I know the other ones personally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is he? Doing? I don't know what's going on the Google Me call. Like I just I can't, oh. I can't explain it. I just I is can't. Mike okay? Is Eli okay? His big nose was in the middle of the camera. <laughs> all I, I looked and all I saw was a big old nose. <laughs> My goodness. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jay, going back to Michigan State, though, 
I mean, you see them knock off Illinois and Ohio State, then you see them lose to Maryland. I mean... They don't have a number one option. No, they don't. So uh, we talked about this last week. They missed Cash and X easily. They do have a number one option. Steven Izzo. I like the guy. When he, when he gets PT, it'll be like, you know, 10 years. I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I really want to go home now. Um, All 60 pounds of Steven so Jay, quickly, just your your honest prediction right now. Does Michigan State make the tournament? Are we including the Big Ten tournament win if they win that? Because I don't think they're gonna win that either. I don't. No, I I don't think they win the Big Ten tournament. But let's say they let's say they win a game in the Big Ten tournament. I say they get in because it's Michigan State. That's the only way because like you can't have a t- like Duke's making a run too. So you have to have those teams in, but if not, then I don't think they make it. They can't lose anymore. Y- yeah, <laughs> they couldn't lose. lose before Maryland. Yeah, they can't. Oh my gosh, he's gone. I think I think it was Mike who mentioned this last week. Um, he mentioned how Michigan. He mentioned how in college basketball you have a lot of room for error, but Michigan State has used all of the error already. Yes, they're they're done. <laughs> They've used all of their error already. In yesterday's game, you just can't have that happen when you're trying to improve your resume for the tournament. But I, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be really sweaty on Selection Sunday for Michigan State fans. Indeed. Michigan fans, I mean, you're a one seed that's locked and set in stone. Michigan State, my goodness, we're sitting here talking about maybe trying to squeak into the one of those like play-in games. My goodness, my goodness. Okay, we we, we gotta go. I'm just so done with this Google Meet call. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so done. They had so much free time in their hands, and they stuck their nose in the camera. Okay, now they're now they're shooting arrows at me. Yeah, eh. yeah take that arrow and shove it where the sun don't shine. Okay, <laughs> Jay, thank you. Mike and Eli, screw you. Both of you, yeah. <laughs> Put your middle finger down. Okay, keep it locked in. This is 88.3 FM to So you, and this is Trash Talk with Tony Dabrowski, signing off.